there, fellow nerds and ne'er-do-wells, and welcome back to another episode of the Adventurers Anonymous podcast, the home of improvised fantasy fucknuggetry. Come join us week by week as a rotating cast of geeks sip cocktails, play Dungeons and Dragons, and seek a glorious death. Now then, I'm not going to lie, this week's episode is all kinds of wrong. It may have some of the most stomach-wrenchingly foul references ever to be uttered by a human being. I'm pretty sure we may well have accidentally tripped over the line of common decency whilst looking for jokes. This one is not for the faint-hearted. Fairly sure you will hear the moment when Raggy nearly vomits. Think of the time Tatty milked a cow and double it. Oh yes, shit's about to get real. Literally. You know what I'm going to say. The content from here on in is not suitable for little ears. It's mostly improvised and entirely inappropriate. Listener discretion, as always is advised. So, without further ado, go grab yourself a drink, pull your chair closer to the fire, and come join Raggy, Chris, Matt, and myself for this week's episode of the Adventurers Anonymous podcast. Please enjoy. And we are live. And you can tell everyone's low energy because they've got all of their best comments out of the way before we started recording. Come on, Chanel, kick us off. Who are we sponsored by this week? Um, we are sponsored by M&M's. M&M's. Ooh, peanut. I, I was going to make a very bad joke about um, but I'm not going to, <laughs> so just M&M's. Great. That, that'll, definitely, that'll definitely make it into the podcast edit for sure. <laughs> right, good. This week we are sponsored by... M&M's, because the confectionery business needs our help. And don't forget, uh, Lemsip Extra Strength, the reason why I'm upright right now. Really? By upright, are you talking, like, erection-wise? What are we, like... Extra strength after dark. (laughs) Not drowsy. (laughs) Extra extra strength. Nights. There you go. Chris is currently wheeling a saline drip of Lemsip around, and Chanel is... uh, Shoveling M&Ms into her mouth like the crew of the Titanic in the furnace. I think the main question is, are they are they peanut M&Ms or are they chocolate or caramel? Crispy. Mm-hmm. Crispy uh, ones. The best ones, I would Those say. Those are the most Moorish. Really, really Moorish. But did uh, I, I have a question, so Chris. Chris, did you, did you shoot the, um, the Lemsit with, with a vodka and Coke or did you just snort it off the table? Did you, what did you do with the Lemsit? How do you take it? Um, so, so I've been uh, what's the opposite of microdosing? Like superdosing it throughout overdosing. the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, overdosing throughout the day and having. Uh, that's why I have to have a Red Bull now because Lemsip makes you super fucking drowsy. So uh, that's that was that's my exciting uh, beverages of the day. Have you got one of those uh, Lemsip fingernails where you can do like a little like little sniff off the end of your... Oh, you mean a Gypsy Coke nail? No. Great. So excellent. Another hot topic that we've covered off. <laughs> excellent. Right. Well, and on that hot potato of a note, let's crack on with the recap. These fucking recaps get longer week by week. But there you go. It's been a couple of weeks in real time since we last played, so... This will hopefully help everybody come back up to speed. 
Last we left off with our intrepid adventurers, Hunnish had found his lack of social etiquette had got him into trouble as he was nose-to-nose with a large ginger barbarian, the two leviathans squaring off, dripping with soup and unbridled rage. Fortunately, before they could have a struggle cuddle, the abbess of the church, Petunia Perineus, appeared and gave them both the kind of scolding only a grisly old lady with low-hanging stockings can. Both of them decided to de-escalate before she opted to give them a jolly good spanking and put them on the naughty step. Her work as a soup-based peace broker done, she hobbled off, ushering the party into the inner sanctum of the church, away from the public eye. Rather than showing awe and respect to the ancient church and its liturgical practices, the adventuring party decided to piss about and metaphorically tap-dance all over the hopes and dreams of an old lady especially our crocoborn friend Belsia, who reached into his backpack and pulled out a flask of milk he had taken from Tatty's cow. Let's all pause and have a graphic flashback to our gnome friend pumping a cow for hot, creamy streams of dairy goodness all those episodes ago. I remember. I remember that you think that you can make cheese by shaking milk. Spoilers, Chanel. Spoilers. The diminutive guy being left more messed up than a painted decorator's radio. Happy days. Anyway, Belsiar whipped this milk out and presented it to the abbess, demanding that she use tyromancy to predict the future, as you do. I mean, I often attend the Easter service at my local church and then drag the priest into the back room afterwards, get out a test tube full of full fat and demand he tells me when I will be famous. God only knows why, but she seemed to be up for it and got to work on the ritual. All this, despite the fact, Chanel, that the adventuring party kept telling her that she was doing it all wrong and was some kind of charlatan quack. The ritual having come to fruition, the abbess looked deep into the curds and saw a vision of a blind elf busking on a street corner of the city, wearing an unusual pair of winkle pickers. Could it be? Was it? Maybe, just maybe, it could be Theolian, their long-lost companion presumed dead. Naturally, the sly old lady refused to give them all the information unless she could secure their help in tracking down her life work and finding the mystical wonder known only as the fifth Emmental. Already embroiled in the pursuit of this magical MacGuffin, Tatty agreed and was presented with her diary that outlined the locations of the four other Emmentals scattered around the area, all of which would need bringing together. One steeped in fire, another in ice, another in earth, wind, respectively. Agreeing to her terms and metaphorically yawning loudly in her face, Tatty agreed to her terms and find the much-heralded items in return for the location of his friend. But no sooner had they left the building than they forgot all about this well-written and crafted quest and turned their attention to getting to Port Zoon in order to find the missing wolves and bees. Well, wolf and bees, there's only one. But how to get there? After getting about on the dockside for an age, they decided to try and track down their old friend, Captain James P. Jibberstop. Finally watching him arrive in style, tearing the quayside a new arsehole in his multicoloured gaudy pleasure boat. Brokering a deal based on little more than goodwill and nostalgia, they got the captain to agree to take them over the waters to Port Zoon. Tatty using the trip to interrogate the old lady's diary for clues about their soon looming quest. Arriving in Port Zoon about as subtly as a Morris dancer at an open cask funeral, they got off the boat and took in the view in front of them. Despite their best efforts to avoid the DM's attempts at guiding the storyline for over half a year, they had finally arrived in Port Zoon. And that is where we will pick up this week's episode. Hope you're happy.
Um, what does the uh, port look like in Port Zoom? What does the port look like in Port Zoom? Well, currently there was a small community of um, oyster farmers and Captain James T. Pick- Jibberstop basically smashed through all of their like small flotilla. And as you look, as you disembark from his ship, you look up and you see Port Zoon. Now, Port Zoon is quite an oddity in the world that you live in. It's quite an industrialized and scientific city. I'm not saying it looks like New York, but I'm saying it looks considerably more scientific and technical than um, uh, other cities and towns that you've been to. There's just a degree of, um, you know, advanced technology knocking around and you can see various factories, various smelting refineries and like electrical pylons and crackling arcs of energy here there think like the fantasy version of less barnsley more bristol yeah okay yeah i, I adjust my spectacles and say science eh <laughs> just to no one in particular just <laughs> just to the in the middle of this chaos that the jibber stops just cause you just jump off the boat <laughs> and go science <laughs> As you look deep into the city, you see a Tesla coil with electrical sparks crackling off it as a small tear rolls off the side of your pince-nez <laughs> and down your long, beaky crocodile. Pure science. Just um, for my memory, did we find out what the the name of the building was or the type of building where where the animals were held? No, you're just looking for an animal pound. Okay. Also, as you stand around on the dockside and you hear Jibber stop, like, apologising down to the oyster farmers, uh, throwing them down a couple of bottles of rum in uh, payment for the damage and destruction that he's done, uh, you notice, Tatty, certainly the pitter-patter of rain start coming down. Uh, late into the afternoon, there's a grey and grizzly sky above you as a small rain cloud, as a storm comes in. Uh, as the rain starts hitting the ground, you get that lovely smell of rain on fresh tarmac. Wind's howling. Oh, yeah. Are we sticking around? Are we seeing the sights or are we just in and out? Like, uh, I think so. Here's where my head's at. Uh, find a, a guard or someone that someone whose business it is to know this city fairly well. Ask them about animal pounds. Uh, and then we should probably come up with some kind of strategy as to like how to get in and out with the animals as quickly as possible. I think we should kind of just have them because people, <laughs> <laughs> because bar people always know what's going on, like they know the shit. And hey, it's 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 not frowned upon to buy someone a drink, but it is frowned upon to try and bribe an official. So it's not a bad idea, actually. Um, is there a um, is there a, a tavern particularly close by to the docks where we jumped off the ship? Uh, no, I mean the docks are mostly a um, industrialised affair. Um, you see them kind of trickle up off the dockside where the you know people are dragging in fresh fish off boats. You see it go up to the edge of the city where there's a wall um, and a gate to the city. I guess we, um, I guess we kind of follow the trickling crowd as it as it goes up there. I'm gonna uh, pull, yeah, I'm going to pull my hood up in the in the rain. 
as you may you may make your way up the rain getting worse your your clothing getting stuck to you in the cold um you stroll your way up through the fishing district uh well dockside really more than just fishing also kind of um commerce import and export you see crates with various stamps on them um coming and going you see uh all the usual dock hands and hired workers um as you make your way up the well-worn path to the edge of the city you see um it's quite a it's quite a spectacular city really like i said standing out in its technological advancement as you make your way under the archway you see various guards who are on duty none of which seem to be particularly concerned. We're in times of peace at this point. They're, they're watchful. They have an eye over the citizens who come and go. And even you as a ragtag group of adventurers can stroll into the city as you walk down the main aisle. Aisle? The main street entranceway to the city. It has all the bustling amenities you would expect a metropolis to have. Uh, all the noises, all the sights, people shouting and gadding around. People trying to get your attention, street hawkers, um, people trying to sell you random pieces of hot meat on sticks and pies of dubious origin. I like how uh, Chris has put up his hood to be fully immersed in the world. Also, temperature fluctuations. Yeah, I get the hood. The hood feels comfortable. Put it that way. You look like Assassin's Creed on kidney dialysis. <laughs> Sorry. I hate you so much. <laughs> I'm going to slash your fucking tires. <laughs> Excellent. Good. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's just everything going on right now. And it's one of those things, you, you know, the city never sleeps, the city never stops. And even with the rain coming down, the market stalls have got little, like, gazebo-esque style things over the top of them. Uh, as a young looking scrawny lad runs up to you. He's like, hey, do you want to buy a map of the city? I push him over. It's got all the celebrities' houses marked on it. <laughs> Instantly push him over. This guy's trying to steal my fucking money. I know it. I've seen this kind before. It's a little street rap. Little bitch. Push him over. As you dump him onto his arse in a puddle, he's literally like, hey, what are you doing, you twat? I say, you stay away from me, son. And, and I give him, like, the death stare. What? Is that an old to the map then? He says, picking the map out of the puddle. It's slightly dripping as he sort of like shakes I say, it off. I, I turn around like, do you any of you guys want a map? No. Um, I, I would like I'd like some questionable meat on the stick. <laughs> he looks over at a guy who's literally got like lizards roasted on a stick as he's like, get you a good price if you want. How how tall is this guy? Is he taller than me? Uh, no, he's a scrawny little child. He's five foot, something like that. Um, I'd like to reach into my squirrel bag that I still have. Um, and I would like to, one of the um, teeth that I have, I'd like to offer him one of the teeth. He takes it in his palm. He spins it over and round. He's like, what kind of fucking economy do you think this runs on? Magic. Magic teeth. And I'd like to, with that, just take the lizard on a stick and walk off. Like, it's a dumb transaction. He didn't argue. It's fine. <laughs> As, as as you just steal off a street vendor, uh, make me a persuasion check. You know what? I always get so into this that I don't. Um, I forget to to log in. Check you can do beyond. things. Hold <laughs> on, I'm logging in. I haven't used my dice. Gonna we'll have to find a a, a um, wrestling ring or a little, like an underground fight club that we can enter. This feels like a kind of place that I'd, I'd have that going on. 
Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. Mm. Come on, in, Maud. What you got? Hold on. Wait, wait. I'm logging in. Right, I'm here. Right, persuasion. You say? Oh. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, right, we'll just fill this out with some music. <laughs> Ten. Ten. As you snatch away the roasted lizard on a stick, you just hear the um, barbarian vendor behind you is like, Hey, what you doing? You pay for your... (laughs) You pay for your Iguadon on a stick. I'd just like to hand him back the stick, the empty stick. Bellissimo. Right. Right. I mean... At this point, he, he literally grabs you by your scruff and is like, <laughs> hey, no, this is not how this goes. You pay me, I give you stick. Real quick. Where are we? What what do we do? Hellish rebuke? Where, where are we? He doesn't hurt you. He's literally just holding you. What kind of ned well are you? You literally just got out of fucking prison five uh, minutes ago. He's like, all I ask is two copper pieces. It's a lizard, mate. <laughs> You come here, you insult my cultural heritage. I, I don't have any cash, literally. I, I give him the other tooth in my bag and I say it's the magic one. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk over and give the guy two copper No, pieces. stop it, you're ruining all my fun. Instead <laughs> of spending money to bail you out of shit. As, as the barbarian <laughs> reaches down with his giant cracked hand, takes the two copper pieces... He pats you on top of your head in a patronizing way, Tatty, smiles and hands you down a lizard on a stick for free and is like, hey, you the good boy, eh? You the good boy. I um, begrudgingly eat the lizard on the stick. Yeah, the, 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 this has been cooked at like 10 degrees for about <laughs> survival. Days. Yeah. Can you, can, you, can, you make, can both of you make me a constitution saving throw? <laughs> a what? Constitution saving throw. Fuck me. What is that? I mean, this guy literally <laughs> cooked this on a fucking radiator. Over a tea light. Hold on. Over a tea light. Where is Constitution way. saving? Uh, on the left, all the boxes strength, dexterity, uh, wisdom, charisma, con, C O N, Constitution. Oh, I got a nine. I, I saw. Oh, God. Mine's like minus four to start with. I got a one. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to get like lizard aids. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Also going to make it into the podcast. This is epic. We're literally just picking them off. Um, right. Tatty, you've been a soldier. You've eaten things that aren't properly cooked. Your stomach is lead. You've got a serviceman's stomach. Whereas Maud, you spend most of your time fine dining in restaurants. You're, you're, <laughs> you, feel a, you feel a gurgling in your stomach. You you realise sooner or later you're going to get the shits. It's just a matter of time. At some point, your plumbing is going to backfire uh, as you waddle off up the street, shaking a fist at karma. What the lizard fart smell like? Well, I don't know, but you're going to find out what a lizard shart smells like <laughs> at some point. I'm going to keep rolling periodically, and when when, you know, a bit like speed, but like fecal, if at any time the needle drops below a certain... Level. You're rolling for pressure gauge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Can I can I turn back to the to the street meat vendor? Yep. Uh, and just say thanks for the um, 
Thanks for the grub. Um, That's quite all right. Mind if I ask you a mind if I ask you a question? No, that is okay. Uh, we're looking for a animal pound. A couple of our companions, let's say, uh, were uh, very rudely taken from us uh, and taken to an animal pound here in Port Zoon. So we were um, we're really just looking for where they might be. Well, I only know the one. There's Tavistock Square. That is straight ahead, uh, two to the left, one to the right. You'll know his alleyway, and off the alleyway, there are big gate, Tavatok Square. In there, there's definite an animal pound. Okay, cool. Thank you very much for your, um, thank you very much for your help. He rubs his hand on your head as you feel, he's just rubbed some grease into your head from holding onto lots of sticks. Can I uh, talk to the street rat again? Yeah. As you look over, you see the little kid playing with a shiny tooth. Uh, so I'd like to throw two copper pieces at him and say, leave him up. He walks up to you, he's like, all right, yeah, that's quite civil, really. As he fall- I just take a step back. I don't want to get anyone here. I'm like, drop on the floor. Fuck off. <laughs> all right, poorness isn't <laughs> contagious, you twat. As uh, you toss the coins on the floor, he folds the map up and just drops it on the floor, snatches the coins away and skitters off down a back alley, flicking you a V. Nice, happy. I'll pick it up. The kid's going to go far. Uh, you basically got loads of X's on a map pointing out um, loads of celebrities like um, various street rappers, PV and Easy, uh, Lusty Laura, um, and all sorts of things. Um, there's one place which is called uh, the Greasy Unicorn, which is marked on there. How far away is the Greasy Unicorn from from where we are? And like, can we determine from our map where the pound is from the instructions that the guy gave us? Yeah, I would say from the point of view of discernment, uh, he gave you some pretty standard left, right, left, right. I'm just right wondering if the Unicorn places you know, on you know the way. Square is. In terms of the map, it it may take you a hot moment. You you, you need to make me a investigation check, I'm going to say, to see whether you can align the map to the city, cool. as obviously you've just wandered in a random gate. Is there a 4K version of this map available on the website? Oh, wow. No, piss off, I'm not making maps for you, Matt. <laughs> That's oh. the only reason I paid to copy, you fuck. <laughs> uh, I got a 17. 17. You, you align the map... Um, and as much as those X are discernible compared to your current location, none of them are near Tavistock Square particularly. You can go and visit them later if you want. I'm going to say, um, I guess I'll probably be standing by Hanash as he's looking at the map. I'll, um, I'll say let's, um, let's hit up the pound first and then we can circle back and uh, you can check out uh, Lusty Laura or whatever, whatever yeah, her name is. Let's get Poundtown first. Let's <laughs> go to Poundtown. <laughs> go to the greasy unicorn and slide down the pole yeah okay so is that your plan are you are you making your way to Tavistock Square mm. okay as you make your way there you weave through the streets dodging your way in and out of various vendors who are rushing around to try and pull their wares in from the rain you see various washerwomen bringing in clothes off a line uh, a cart full of barrels of some sort of discernible something, something. 
Um, and then you make your way to the edge of Tavistock Square. As you duck your head under the archway of the double gates, you see this. Um, maybe I did make well, There is a map. map. Yes. Yes, there is a map. And where can the listeners find well, you this shouldn't map? Have. I will put the map on social media. There you go. Can I, can I um, map. put my money Yes. Oh, my oh, can I put my money pouch in my money pouch down my pants, please, for protection? I don't trust these three rats. Yeah, like a sock, you push it down the front of your pouch. pouch. You push it down the front of your trousers, right between your, your legs. Uh, there you go. That is a top-down view of it. You have see, see the double doors at the top, which are open? You've just there come you. into the square there at the top. Oh, yeah. Uh, no expense was spared making this map. Uh, oh, makes it's it e- roast. That is indeed. Um, if it makes it easier, you can see the map on a slant. I am and... I am overjoyed. This map is not only 4K, it's better than 4K. We may have, opt- we may have opted in early to become wow uh, there you go there's a closer view for you thank you dungeon alchemist for uh just just great software good isn't it? so yeah we got we got early access to dungeon alchemist which helps you generate like maps and things like that so i was having to play around with it this morning so if you would look on the map you you see, you come in at the top through the double doors with the hedges on either side. We'll put these maps on social media so everyone can see them. So you make your way out onto the square. You see various market stalls hustling and bustling full of life. Uh, you've got various gazebos with people hawking various goods underneath off to what would be the left-hand side as you walked in, but to our right-hand side as the map's facing the other way. You can see a chicken hutch with somebody flogging poultry out of a uh, small chicken run there. Uh, but there's all sorts of stuff. There's people flogging um, fabrics. There's people selling like hot food, and there's various buildings surrounding the square. Oh, bang in the bang in the center is like a small municipal flowerbed with a statue in it. Not that that has any implication on anything, but I investigate the flowerbed. <laughs> Walking over to the flowerbed. The Crocoborn looks at the display and sees all kinds of flowers. Pansies, geraniums, uh, the other ones, uh, snapdragons, uh, daffodils, daisies, tulips, petunias, azaleas. It's a very nice, very nice array of flowers. Yeah, I thought so. Those are all the flowers I know. <laughs> Roses. I'd like to... Um... I'd like to go and like check that there's no like hidden entrance by pulling on all the appendages of the uh, <laughs> of the statue. As you just stroll through the middle of the flower bed, trampling flowers down, you just go tugging on limbs of um, of the <laughs> statue, trying to open a secret door. Are, are the are there like holes in the eyes for inserting gems that that open the secret door? <laughs> As you fuck about with the statue, one of the city wardens comes up to you. Is like, all right, if you could uh, refrain from doing that, that would be mighty good. This is a municipal garden for the use of all citizens, a part zone, and you trample the daffodils. 
I am so sorry. What are you doing? I thought there were secret entrance. I've been trying everything. Do you know do you know which one I pull? He looks down at the bulge in the front of your trousers where you hid your coin purse, looks up, and it's like you don't pull any of them. But look, there's all sorts around here. If you desperately want to find something secret, right at the end over there, he points at the far end, he's like there's the latrines. If you want to go and pull on something, go and have a pull in there. I'm not sure I want to. As you look as you look at the far end of the square, you see now uh, a door marked uh, latrines. Can we, uh, can we hear George Michael just play softly in the background? <laughs> yes. There, you can hear a local bard singing Cottaging Me Softly. <laughs> the, uh, the classic George Michael hit, Pull Me Off in the Latrines. Pull me off in the latrines. As you look over, you see a car sticking out the front of a happy snap shop. <laughs> as a bard, what the fuck is that? As a bard just steps off the card, wobbling around. Uh, no, I'm joking. Yeah, you see all the way around, um, talking to the, for the sake of uh, sakenessness, you talk to the city warden and ask him what's about, and, he, and going around the clock face, at two o'clock, there is a baker's. Three o'clock, we've got a blacksmith's. Uh, five o'clock, we've got uh, doctors. Down the bottom at six o'clock, we've got the city latrines. And then the pound is everything on the left from six to 12 o'clock with an entrance in the middle at nine o'clock. Okay. Uh, I'm going to um, I'm gonna look over. T- I guess I'll, I'll look over towards um, Maud and, and just say... Um, you ready to get you ready to get your tiny tiny boys and girls back? It's B time. Let's go. Let's make a B line for it. Yes. Um, I'm gonna. Um, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna walk in. I'm gonna walk in through that entrance. So as both of you walk in to um, the central atrium of the city pound, you make your way in. You see a waiting uh, set of waiting chairs on the right. There's bookshelves, and you see a desk. At the far end, where a human man sits with his feet up on the table, scraping something from under his nails with a knife. Okay. Um, can, what uh, time of day is it now, roughly? Mm, four or five o'clock. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to pull down pull down the hood, which I'm sure is covered in rain and grease at this point. Um, and walk up to the, uh, walk up to the, the desk, um, and just nod and smile at the, um, at the man sat there and just say, uh, good afternoon, sir. How are you, how are you doing today? Well, that's a very cordial invitation. Hello. That's a good greeting. West I'm country. all right. West country. Stop being racist. <laughs> There's um, no West country in make believe fantasy. <laughs> There's um, a West country everywhere. It's <laughs> a West country in my heart. Um, I'm going to say, um, I, I just wondering if you can, if you can help us, uh, a couple of our animals have been held here for some time. Um, and we were hoping to, what's, what's the, what's the process here for getting them back? Well, that would very much depend on what they are to you. So some of them are bees. Well, that's lovely. Bees? But, I mean, have you, have you got the paperwork for your animals? Um, this isn't a butcher's. We don't just sell meat, you know. It's a pound. No, we um, we don't have the we don't have the paperwork. I can if you if you want to get into it, I can I can explain why the animals were held here and and why there's how we've come to end up here now. 
Well, that sounds like a very interesting use of my time. But the bottom line is, if you've not got any paperwork, I'm afraid I can't just release animals to you. We used to do that, but all the homeless people used to just come and eat all the animals. What? <laughs> what paperwork do you need there, buddy? I need a P73 animal release form. I, I'd like to, to look at Tatty and just whisper to him, let's break them out. <laughs> You were standing next to the desk. Let's break them out, Tatty! I, I can hear you, but look, I appreciate the frustration, but I'm just a civil servant. So, I've got a job. Are there any? I'd like to look around and see whether there are any other animals there. You're in the corridor in the middle. You can hear noises of animals bleating, chirping, chirruping, coming from the doors at the far end of the corridor on the left and the right. But. All there is is a sconce hanging on the wall, some waxy candles, a bookshelf, and this man, who weirdly in the map has a cleaver. I did not put that there, but there you go. Um, the man who's taken his feet down off the table now, you get the feeling that he basically phones it in. So he's like, yeah, I'm sorry, P73 is what I'm going to need. Just doing my job. Don't hate me. I, is uh, there no way to expedite the process, good friend? Are you trying to bribe me? No, I'm trying to flirt with you, sweetheart. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at I'm gonna look at Maud who whether 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 she actually whether she actually said it or whether she just kind of gave me a look to say like let's fucking do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna just very clearly like put one one finger up. Like not like not like wait, but like one more. Like like give me give me one more go. All right. As um the warden looks up, looks over at Squawk, who's standing there and he's like so is he uh, coming or going? What do you mean? Is he coming or going? Well, I don't know. Are you checking oh, him in? He's not a. He's he's a. We can do a trade. Yes, this he's is a, strange. He's a, he's a sentient. He's a sentient being. Well, all animals created by the All Father are sentient beings. I'm merely asking you whether the giant bird man over. There, never mind. How many animals do we all get right. for him? I think you've misunderstood. This isn't some sort of meat tombola. <laughs> this is the pound. <laughs> You ain't buying tickets to win a python. Was a meat tombola to the homeless people? <laughs> I know it was. Good point. I know it was, but unfortunately, the homeless got a nasty case of gout from eating too much rich meat. So, can they, I? They... Um, uh, I'm trying to think the best way to phrase this. Um, club him to death. Yeah. Can I say? Um, so, I mean. Um, I mean, it's pretty late. Are you? Are you just here? Are you just here locking up on your own? Are you probing me for information? No, just we. You know, it's like it's like five o'clock. Like we're coming to the end of the day, man. Like you don't seem super busy. This ain't a day job, mate. It's a vocation. The animals don't clock off at five o'clock. <laughs> they need walking, shitting, pissing. Oh, it's not grooming. Nice we're on shifts, looking after animals. This ain't. Fucking crafts. This is like Noah's Ark. We got fucking everything in here. I've got a degree in uh, veterinary care. Seems like, seems like you take your you take you take your job very seriously. Is it, yeah. Is it just is it just you here today? No, okay. it's a whole cr- of civil servants who are all to one mind to look at animals of this city to the best capacity we can. No one collects them, but <laughs> you know. Can we just check that they've not been put down already? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, 
Are, are we able to check if a couple of a couple of animals have been put down? Um, I mean, again, I would need the paperwork about details of all kinds of animals. I've got an idea. I'm going to take my soap that I got from that bush penitentiary because it's the only thing I have. I'm going to use animal object, throw it on the ground, and I'll be like, one of the one of the animals is getting away. You better get it. Um, uh, God, make me a. Here we go. You love throwing down a. Make me a deception check. I mean, technically, it's true that an animal is getting away. Uh, that's a natural one. <laughs> a natural one. <laughs> as he he literally watches you magic a bar of soap as a small rat slash mouse scuttles past him, which is mostly made of dried soap and pubes, just shuffles past the end of his leg. He's like, oh, what? You? But the, thank you for the soap. I thought the pubes would uh, add a little bit of je ne sais quoi. But, uh... oh, sorry, I, I don't be that. <laughs> As um, he he's like, look, you get your paperwork. I can, I can help you. Depends how long the animals have been in there. We look after them for a while. We try to rehouse them, and then uh, we eat them. Like it's like that simple. Where do we get the paperwork from? Bloody no! I mean, didn't you, you must have come from some sort of correctional facility? Didn't they issue you with paperwork when you about, were discharged? I was just about to. Ask. Remember, we signed stuff at at the penitentiary. Did they actually give us anything? You're the one who usually carries the our paperwork. No, you never you never asked for any. Finagled your way out of false pretenses and stole your own gear back without checking it out. Mm. You kind of circumnavigated due process. As in, anyway, the man leans forward is like, "My name's Warden Turkin." I'm back. It's been lovely to meet you, Turkin here. Who's your boss, Warden Turkin? He looks at you for eyes like, Warden Nails. And work for the Kill, can we get in touch with... Works for the Clovis Concord. Clovis Concord. As do I, technically. Okay. Nails, you said. Well, I'm Turkin, he's Nails. Okay. I think we can do a little prid pro quo. You try and bribe me. Oh, I'm just saying we can scratch your... You can scratch ours. All right, well, look, this I'm going to now. And uh, yourselves along. We will be open again in the morning. If you requisite paperwork, I'm sure I can uh, help you with your inquiry. I'd just like to point out that... I tend to actually like to point out that I can talk to, the, to, uh, to these animals and I can see whether they're still alive. <laughs> It's cool. I think we. Um, I'm gonna like turn around, turn around to Maud, um, a wave like, turn my back to uh, raise my eyebrows. Um, it's cool. We can we can come back in the morning, uh, and I um, I head to walk out. As you go to walk out the door, you hear from behind you inside the pound. As he says, "Get the hell off me, you charlatan!" Coming from. Right. the uh, pound as the bees. 
I turn around with like an inquisitive look on on my on my face. And I say, you got many, uh, you got many shovel servants? Turkins, I, yeah, don't worry about that. We've got a few tricky customers here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> tricky. Yeah, I ain't really, uh, as he just slowly ushers you out, scraping Aristobulus off a bench and just turfing <laughs> him out. Um, closes the door behind you, reopens it, realizes Squawk is still in there, kicks him out <laughs> and um, bars the door. As you find yourself um, looking at the um, square in front of you, which is slowly winding down for the evening, you see stallholders packing away. Is there still a warden in the courtyard? You know, the one that told me off for tugging things. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, there's still a warden. To be fair, he told you where you could go and tug yourself. (laughs) Uh, Can I ask him uh, what time this little alfresco area closes? He looks at you, he's like, all right, it's alfresco area. Well, you know, we ain't got hard and fast trading laws here. This ain't, the U- this ain't, this ain't Europe. <laughs> we uh, we just, it's when you run out of stock, really. Look over and the guy is still trying to wrangle chickens back into the coop. Uh, you see the man, um, same man. You see the Goliath, um, Baker, who uh, is slowly looking at various trays of pastries and cakes that he's got. I haven't sold. And you know the walls um, by the entrances that we came in? Like, how tall are those? Yes. Are they, are they actually like walls? Yeah. Fairly tall. Yeah, these are wall walls. It's a, it is a... Well, it's the inside of a city, isn't it? I mean, they're just thick stone walls. And they go all the way up. It's just, this is a courtyard. So I'm, I'm going to um, yeah. turn and say to Maud... Um, yeah, we're not waiting until the fucking morning. Um, give it, give it half an hour, maybe an hour. Um, I'll, um, I'll, I'll crack the lock on that door and find us a way in. Uh, can I, can I mention from my six cents? I've got... but just, just from a narrative point of view. Sorry, I had to cut you off. Have you waited until the warden's gone before you? Oh, I'm, t- I didn't, I didn't follow Hanash over to the warden. I was right. Was just. Sorry. I, I guess he kind of walked walked back over to the statue in the middle, right? Yeah, yeah. You walk over and you see various horticulturalists trying to fix the flower bed that um, Hanash <laughs> picked up. An army yeah. of civil civil horticulturalists have gathered around using like a technological steam powered shovel. Uh, this <laughs> is like this. This is light year. This is like tomorrow's world. Like it's um, yeah. Sorry, Hanash, you're in the middle of telling me something when I brutally cut you off there. So I go back over to to the group and I say, I've got a sixth sense. I've somehow got a map of the entire area around here. And there looks to be like um, a lot of like entrances to like the sewers or like underground that maybe we could exploit. Like, there's one in the latrine. It looks like a similar one that's in the pound where the animals are held. So maybe we could sneak in that way potentially through the underground. I, I have a question. Can Squawk fly? <laughs> no um squawk is evolved from a bird um he can fly about as well as a red bull sort of like cliff jumping contest like <laughs> he um he has a lot of the requisite biological traits but he's lost all the aerodynamic advantage of being a bird you mean he's too fat to fly yeah can we ask him anyway just to just to commit a little microaggression against the uh, the bird people. Against the bird people? What bird people? 
the he's 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 the only uh, Kenku here. Yeah, I just mean a, a, the Kenku as a whole. Like uh, there are, there are a lot. I mean, this is a predominantly human town. He is attracting a certain degree of like shitty sideways stares. I feel quite, I feel quite akin to to our our favorite friend. I mean, also you are a walking crocodile. Yeah, you're you're like you're 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 getting a bit of. You're getting a bit of attention from people, but you know, there's, there's something. You know, the the blacksmith is a dwarf, uh, the baker's a barbarian, Goliath. So you're not you're not totally alone in not being a human. Okay, right. What are you? What, what's your plan? Um, I'm gonna. There's also a tree in the middle of the thing, by the way, just in case you didn't yeah. notice. I'm gonna um, off of what Hanash has said. Um, I'm just gonna say. Um, Stay here for two minutes. I'm gonna go for a quick slash. Um, also, could we use the hat disguise and like pretend like I would think because if there's like multiple people in there, then maybe we could pretend to be that guy somehow take him out or like someone take the hat with them and then kind of you know do something there if it's, hmm. if it's there. I know Matt has to be. Uh, sorry, I know Elsia has to be um, has to be attuned. I am attuned yeah. to it. And yeah, I'm a master of disguise, so I can. Yeah. The crocodile and master of disguise. <laughs> <laughs> I never knows crocodiles and sewers go hand in hand. I'm gonna write that because you know like crocodiles can hide in the in the river, they look <laughs> just like a log. I'm gonna write that into the crocoborn um uh, homebrew that they mm. are canonically masters of disguise, so they can disguise themselves as a tree. As a log. He just lays in a puddle with his eyes. <laughs> It's just plays in a puddle very, very still. his magic act. Look, I've disappeared. <laughs> Pencil rolls off stage. With his magic hat poking out. <laughs> yeah. Just look, there's a puddle over there with a hat in it. Look, there's a puddle with a log with glasses on. <laughs> okay. So here's what here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go check out the latrine. Mm. Um check out the sewer entrance in there, see if see what kind of state it's in. Um, if that's a no-go, then we wait a little bit um, and we um, wait a little bit and I'll crack the, the lock on the front door that we just came in through um, and Belsiar can disguise himself um, as Warden Turkin, the guy that we were just talking to, or any other, any of the like city guards, really. Um, and... Just do a bit of deception, I guess. Sounds good. I'll keep a lookout uh, outside the latrine while you're in the... Uh, I'll go... Nothing shady about this. The giant the giant half-orc standing outside the toilet door is the tiny little halfling gnome. Sorry, gnome. Strolls in. So you're going into the toilets? Yeah. So I'll, do, I'll do push-ups while I'm doing it to make me look less suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> you just see the giant burly dwarf blacksmith come out naked from the waist up but for an apron just smeared in coal dust watching you pumping onto the floor as he just wipes some sweat off his brow back into his bright ginger hair as he like shakes his head slightly as I see him I, I show off and I just go one, one armed <laughs> make me an athletics check <laughs> uh, ten. There you go, there you ten go. yeah you go for a couple of reps and then you just face plant into a puddle <laughs> <laughs> right, Tra- tracking back inside the latrine, Tatty, as you open the door, this is a unisex toilet. You are caught with just an aura of urea 
that just hits you like um, running into a brick wall. Uh, as you walk in, your eyes, ears, nose all kind of tense up as you look around. This is not the cleanest public toilet you've ever seen. They're basically just long drops. They're just holes in planks that go down into the sewer. Um, looking around, there's various dirty rags on the floor and um, also the occasional stick with a rag on <laughs> for um, wiping. Amazing. Uh, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna check out the sewer grate or the grate that's by the door. I think it is. Yeah. To see if it looks like that goes down into the sewer and okay. what what kind of state that that kind of metal grate is in. Make me an investigation check. Twenty five. Twenty five. As you lean over and get your fingers into the grate, you feel like the crust and grime on them as you start pulling it a little bit. It makes a clanking noise. So you hear a little voice behind you say, can I help you with something? As you turn around and look, you look up into the small face of a goblin who is just wearing um, various fashioned rags. He's almost got like a um, suit made of rags as he's like, can I offer to uh, wash your hands? Would you like some cologne? Um, no, I'm good. My name's Smear. I'm the toilet attendant. How, how you doing, Smear? I'm all right. It's a vocation. My dad was a toilet attendant. His dad was a toilet attendant. Yeah, it's, it's a, a real, job, I suppose. It's a real heritage gig. Uh, <laughs> at this, like, I've not even turned around at this point. I'm still trying to like jimmy this this grate a little bit. What do you want to even go down there for? Um, I just love the smell of shit, and I just want to get closer to it. <laughs> oh, God, we always get pervs like you. As he goes to waddle to the door, he's like, John, we got another one. <laughs> John, where are you? I'm going to crack him in the back of the head. Oh, really? With the, with, with, with the hilt of my dagger. Going for, non, <laughs> going for non-lethal here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Make me a... Um, Make me a dagger attack then, if you must. Could we not pay him to help us? Not now. <laughs> uh, Nineteen. Oh, shit. <laughs> Nineteen. As Smear is shouting for John the Warden, you come up home, you just crack him with the pommel of your dagger as he just goes limp and falls backwards into your hands and the little goblin looks up at you. He's like, why? I, I make sure to catch him gently so that he doesn't, like, crack his head on the floor. <laughs> He goes flaccid in your hands. <laughs> now who's the pervert? Um, is there um, in the... There's nothing but long drops here. <laughs> I'm not throwing him down one of the long drops. Can I Can I take him... You over... dragged the small form of a goblin. <laughs> can I take him over to the ones on the, on the map on the far right-hand side and hide him behind those ones? Um, let me bring the map up, hold on. Uh, yeah, as you drag the prone form of Smear the Goblin over to one side, you lay him down. Uh, I mean, it stinks down there. There's like backsplash and like all sorts down there. I mean, he's gonna die from an infection if you put him down. You 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 lay him down on the floor. I lay him, him down face up, like I'm not trying to like... <laughs> face down. His little goblin nose bent at an angle. <laughs> as you lay the goblin down taking uh, some of the fecal stained rags and propping them up behind his head as uh, you pause to check that he's still breathing yeah he's got one hell of a lump on the back of his head too 
I um I just I leave him there and I go back to the grate and uh can I can I see if it's like if it's if it's like solidly um if it's like a solid mechanism in there if there's something that I can like jimmy with my thieves tools. Uh you got a pretty high thing, didn't you? You got twenty something? Twenty five. Yeah. This is uh I mean it was not secured. I mean, it works on the premise that nobody would be stupid enough to go into the sewers. As uh, you try and lift it, it's too heavy for a no man. <coughs> you just um, coughed into your cat's face. No, I put my I put my hand there first. Just watch Winston oh, just keel over. Yeah. So. COVID's Are we there, or is this a solo? No, this is solo. You're still gadding around. Uh, you're currently on the floor pretending to be a log. <laughs> I'm gonna um, I'm gonna open the open the door and nod to um, nod to Hanash. I assume nod to everyone. I assume everyone mostly the all of you thing. a bit like um, kind of a shitty version of the Avengers assemble um, a, a... <laughs> going into a latrine. <laughs> yeah, the, tree. Yeah. the camera swoops around. The camera swoops around. As mightiest heroes all awkwardly <laughs> shuffle into a latrine, um, and the crowd go wild, absolutely wild. It's much like portals out of Endgame; they just go fucking wild. Um, as you all gather around, Hanash, freshly pumped from his escapades, gets his fingers in and just wrenches up. The the storm grate, basically. As you look down into the darkness, um, I'm just going to say for the sake of it, I think you can do thaumaturgy, can't you, um, Belsia? Uh, you can produce light. No, I well, not without. I don't I actually... Thought, what kind of shit sorcerer are you? You I'm can't even create fire. light. I'm very f- fire-oriented. I can make fire. Oh. I've got um, uh, dark vision, if that, if that helps, just to get an idea of what we're looking at. Okay, for the sake of narrative, as Tati leans over the lip, you you just get a waft of pure methane. <laughs> and as your military-trained eyes adjust to the you literally just see a river with various floaters in it. Uh, I mean, this there's no there's no walkways down the side. This is just a deep sewer full of bilge water, traveling, flowing to the left. Sorry, flowing to the right. Sorry, flowing to the right. So flowing away from the pound. Oh. Ah, right. You're gonna, you're gonna um, go after. You're gonna have to go upstream. Can that. we use Aristobulus as a boat? <laughs> can you use Aristobulus? What as a makeshift as a, as raft? A boat. Yeah, that is. <laughs> or are you gonna have him snorkel using his flute? Yeah. As a fucking... <laughs> I used Lady as a boat in the episode one of this. You, you did, and it went down real well. Mm-hmm. Yes, went down real well, uh, and that's where we're going to pause for a drinks break with you all, with your heads staring over the lip of the storm grate, looking down into the um, fecal river. Nice. We're going to all refresh. I'm in like a shot, you know, like an Avengers where they're all over Loki, but we're all over sewer grate and we're all like grinned out. <laughs> yep. Just no just... one's got their weapons out. Everyone's <laughs> just freaking out and vomiting. <laughs> to, to a person, every single one of you now has pink eye. From, <laughs> from leaning over in a public toilet. I used to be rolling constitution rolls for everyone constantly for the rest of the game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Maud, Maud's already got the shit. Yeah. 
Um, Might just leave me a brown trail wherever I go. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. You're like a board marker. That's why, that's why I'm wearing a caftan. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Easy exits. Easy exits, yeah. It's a commode of outfits. Right, drinks break. Right, picking up where we left off with the adventuring party staring over the lip of the storm drain looking at the free-flowing river, which is some um, six or seven feet below you, probably. Um, question. From where the grate is, you say it's about six or seven feet down to the to the ship river. Um, can I see a... Can I see the vertical walls on either side? Or are they, like, or are they like way further apart? Jesus Christ, how much waste do you think this city... No, this city doesn't have the Thames flowing underneath it. This is uh, a tiny stream with lots of poo, poo sticks. Maybe exactly. Maybe five five feet wide tunnel, curved curved edges, no walkway on either side. Okay, I um, I turn to Balsia, um and I say, actually, I'm going to do. I'm going to I'm going to explain my thinking before I ask him to cast it. So if Belsiar casts fly on me. I can go down into the sewer, fly along to the next grate, and try and open try and open that grate from under from under here, um, and get into the pound. You guys can either Belsiar can use the hat of disguise to disguise himself as like a guard or as that warden Turkin guy and try and get in, or Aristobulus could use either charm person or command i can't remember which one he has um to try and get one of the guards to open the door any any other ideas are welcome this is just this is just this is a this is a safe space we're all in the toilet this is a safe space <laughs> as you said that the dog farted really really badly so i can both now smell and taste and imagine shit at the same time <laughs> this is a 4D multimedia mm. experience. Wonderful, Bertram. We we could we, we could make make the shit pie a bigger shit pie and like drag in the warden that's in the courtyard and then knock him <laughs> out and then Belsiak pretend to be him. Well, that's that's who I was. I, I mean, mean, he could he could he could use disguise. It's not like it, man. I don't have to. I don't have to take the clothes. To... He could he could literally like walk out. From... Yeah, but he's going to be in the courtyard, so he's going to be like, "Hold on, my twin is just could, like get him." He could disguise himself as like <laughs> as like any race. He could just he could literally just change his clothes with this guy's self. So like he could I still could, be a dragonborn if he did that. I could just turn myself into a generic, just just a guard that you haven't heard of. Okay, from. yeah, you could you could turn yourself into a salesman and get out your rope. Why, yeah. why don't you turn you yourself could. into the guy who's left, gone home for the day? That's probably the most. Yeah. How did he get on for the day at this point? No. It's probably been about five, maybe <laughs> ten minutes since. We, well, we <laughs> don't It's literally been about ten minutes. All you've done is walked into a public toilet, knock out a civil servant, <laughs> drag him behind, <laughs> open him, and then all stare longingly. Civil servant. He's a lucky, shit. lucky man. <laughs> We have not been. We have not tread the working class well in this town so far. This isn't Ocean's Eleven. You've literally just committed fucking assault hey, and battery. Just because there's Ocean's a sewer here doesn't mean it can't be Ocean's Eleven. 
Yeah, oceans of effluvia. Okay, yeah, right. here's what we'll do. I'll I'll disguise myself as Warden Nails. And but you can't. You've never met Warden. You've never Nails. met Warden Nails. Shit. I'll do, can can I not disguise myself as how I think he would look? <laughs> yeah, of course you can. You can just be like generic man. Yeah. <laughs> In my head, when you try and do that, you come out like as some like freakish monster, like what like. <laughs> 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 like noses up here and up two eyes down here. An amalgamation okay. of public servants. Yeah yeah, 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 exactly. Okay, just just for just for continuity, I I I'll disguise myself as a warden. A warden, right? So <laughs> yeah. you're just a generic looking man in, generic. You, in the uniform, okay? Yeah, yeah. Right. What else is happening? Um, what more do you need to know? <laughs> I guess I guess if you cast fly on me, Belsjar. Then I'll I'll go down in the sewer because I have the spider climbing slippers as well. So if there's, I'll probably to be fair, once I get down there, I'll probably just run along the wall instead. I just don't want to fall yeah, in shit. I... So you're also going to burn fly and use your spider walking slippers. Yeah, I got a lot. I got several flies. You underestimate his hatred of other people's diarrhea directly into his eyeballs. Hmm. Speaking of which, it's true. I make the sign of the cross on Tatty's head, and he can, <laughs> he can fly now. Okay. Interesting. So your little legs rise up off the ground as you hover. Does he make a, li- make a little helicopter noise? No, I hold my hands up like <laughs> like there's like there's a beam of light coming from the ceiling no. in this pretty toilet, right. and I go. I've just oh. I've just rolled I've just rolled for you, Maud. Okay. As the as the bubbles in your stomach are, you can hear it rumbling. Or why did you get to roll for me? Why can't I roll for myself? It's my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to roll for yourself, well, I know I, you got a four. Right, no, let me roll is, for me. <laughs> yeah. All right. If you get lower just, than just, a four, just you to sh- warn you, I'm I'm minusing the number that you roll off another oh, number. What? Why? Well, I know you wanted to Why roll. Why have you got to do a tiefling like that? <laughs> <laughs> well, what am I rolling? Just a d twenty. Oh, I've forgotten how to do that. Hold on. Why would you do a tiefling like that? <laughs> how do I do the d twenty again? Uh, see the big dice symbol in the bottom left-hand yeah. corner? Click yeah. it, pick the D20. Top one, yes. Matt, you, you, you could say Nails sent you the generic off like warden. Yeah. That's why I was thinking I can just be like... I've, I've done something. Turkin! It yeah. says three, like, on the dice. I don't know what I've done. That means you're going to roll three dice. Oh. So click the X, click it once, okay. and then click to everyone roll. Oh. So how many times do I roll once? Yeah, unless you want to shit your pants very quickly. Fuck you. What'd you get? Better than a four. I, I got a nine. <laughs> That's not bad. Okay. Isn't that worse, though? Because the higher it is, the more... Yeah, but it's better It's better than a 20. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. okay. Yeah, 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 okay. But I am so... wearing a calf down, so I can, like, just flip it out, yeah? Like nuns on the right. run. Right. Like nuns on the run. That's a solid N- reference of an indie film. Nuns with the runs. Nuns with <laughs> the runs. <laughs> okay. So if, if Belsia has disguised himself, I'm going to use fly and go down the go down the sewer. Like almost in a Jesus-like pose, you hover in the air, go like a synchronized swimmer and just torpedo down the hole. <laughs> As as you you go down, Tati, you see underneath your feet the fast running flow of fecal river. As you are you flying through the flying through the through the sewerway, uh, 
this is like a really shit version of Wipeout. What was the music like... that's playing in the background as this is happening? I'm walking in the air. <laughs> R. Kelly, I believe I can wow. fly. Wow. Um, as you make your way uh, through the underpass, you it is dark as fuck but your night vision your dark vision helps you see every so often you see something whisk past you as uh you think it's a ted looking ahead you see a blockage there's a fatberg a fatberg a fatberg yeah too many people have flushed like wet wipes and there's as you have to can you um can you make me a um what is a fatberg it, you get them in sewers yeah. where it's mainly on, nappies and wet wipes and dirty tampons that people flush down the toilet and they all coagulate together and it, it just makes one big blockage but then it gets super super slimy and it's almost decomposing but it probably takes up a couple of hundred years and it like entirely breaks up the suit like breaks the sewer system because the sewer systems are mainly victorian yeah and they get to like hundreds yeah. of tons and some like sewers he's like yeah. mega the, the temptation to throw my dagger of fireball at it is very, <laughs> is very, very real. I was going to say, like, I know this is actively uh, working against us as players, but can we make it a monster just so Tati has to fight it? <laughs> it's like fucking Final Fantasy. As one... Like a really gross version of Mr. Nah, Clay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we go away and home? So, Tati, <laughs> as you go down, you see the Fatberg, which is right in the middle of the passageway. You can see the gaps around the outside. You're going to have to squeeze through. Um, okay. I need you can to I, make... Would it, would it be easier um, to attempt to fly through the gap or to use the uh, spider more like caving and This is more like caving and potholing. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's You're going to have to squeeze through the gap. Yeah, that's what that's what I mean. So, would it be easier to to just fly through without touching the wall or without using the pretty pretty tight? You're going to have to squeeze through. Okay, I'll use the I'll use the slippers as well then. Okay, if you use the slippers as well, I'm still going to need you to make me a ooh straight up probably dexterity check. Probably you can add whatever number you would normally add to that. Yeah, makes sense. Unless you've got proficiency in dexterity as well, obviously. That's a natural one. Natural one. As you squeeze through the fatberg, it's you start getting a little bit claustrophobic as you feel it pushing, crushing on your chest. As you move through, you feel like your nose is dragging a wet wipe with it. As you um, feel squelchy fluid going into your ears yeah. and up your nose as you drag yourself along the wall. Oh. Looking down at your mouth, you feel part of a tampon in there as you spit it out. <laughs> as you claw your way, fingers wrenching along the fat, as the fingers you now have, as you drag yourself along, willing yourself to move as you burst out of the other side. You, you come back out into the passage where you've been dragging yourself. One side of your face was smeared and shit, and the other half is perfectly clean. <laughs> Where have you been dragging yourself? I feel so sick. Honestly, I'm wretching. 
You look you you Oh this isn't making you, me feel you good. You look like two faced <laughs> out of Batman. Except you're covered in shit on one side of your face. You either die the hero or you live long enough to see yourself get covered in shit. As you look down at yourself in in horror. You How is he seeing himself? He's got dark vision. They do have dark vision. Um Flying, still just about able to fly, you see the light piercing down through the grate from the uh, pound. As you make your way underneath the grate, you can hear all sorts of noises and uh, you can't really smell anything. As you have to stick a finger on one nose and blast a wad of shit out of one nostril. (laughs) That's that's real. That's that's too too real for right now, AJ. Um, I'm going to, um, can I make a perception check to see if I can hear what's, hear slash see what's going on in the, in the room above the grate? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 19. 19. You hear all sorts of feral noises, woofs, barks, uh, chirps. You hear various, uh, sounds of grazing and munching. You can hear footsteps and you can also hear a voice saying, this is so Bloody demeaning. Okay. Um, I'm going to... I'm going to see if I can, uh, I guess, investigate the grey again, same as what I did with the other one, just to see if it will give if I push up against it. If I can... uh, Looking at it as before, you can see two hinges on the inside. It clearly pushes up. Uh, it's fairly heavy. Okay. It's wrought iron. It's the same as the other one. Okay. Does flying give you, like, extra strength? So, like, you know, like, if you flew up, would, like, you have more strength than you would if you were, like, pushing off the ground to, like, open the okay. gate? Only one way to find out. Mm. <laughs> um, I'm going to cast... Wait, let me just check this before I do it. As, while you do that, I'll just say, as you put your fingers through the grate to try and see whether you can shimmy it, you look up and you just see a small canine face oh. look at you as a pair of eyes look at you and a warm tongue lick oh. shit off your fingers. Oh. A familiar face? No. Uh, I didn't think so. Oh. Okay. It's a shih tzu. <laughs> no, it's a Pomeranian. <laughs> Uh, I... Did you say I heard a voice from that room as well? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to cast a fog cloud in that room. Okay. Um, it makes the... It makes a 20-foot radius sphere of fog, uh, which is heavily obscured, so people will find it very difficult to see through it, basically. Um, okay. I'm just going to ask a question before we do this. We're not mm. just going to liberate our own animals, are we? We're going to liberate all the animals from the pound, aren't we? Uh, that was my thinking. Um, this isn't a prison for animals. They're looking after fucking animals. They like, for seven days. I was going to say, it's going to depend on what kind of condition these animals are in. If they look like they're in a pretty happy place, I might not. I, I think that we can provide a lovely life for these animals. And I also think that because there's one, two, three, four, five of us, six of us, we can each have an animal. <gasps> I love the way Chanel was like, this must end at 10 o'clock on the spot or I will fall asleep. I've slept for six hours over three days. I would appreciate it ending at 10 o'clock. But I'm not ever going to leave an animal behind. So we're going to liberate all the animals. Just saying, Chanel, if we run over, it's 100% your fault. Okay, right, good. So metagaming aside, 
Um, two things. Yeah, Chris, are you, are you sorry, Tatty, are you just, you're fog clouding? Or yeah, I'm clouding? casting fog cloud. Okay. In so, that. sorry, how, what's, what's the radius of that? Uh, 20, 20 foot radius. So, 40 foot diameter. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it spreads basically around corners and stuff. So the whole room starts filling up with smoke. We're going to say it's magical smoke and not acrid smoke. But you hear coughing and spluttering. You suddenly hear terror from various animals as you hear yelps of panic and squawks and a voice say, Oh, bloody hell, what now? Uh, as, as, as you hear one of the wardens being like, Oh, fucking tallow candles. Shitty, shitty government tallow candles. <coughs> Wow, the government's really taking a fucking hit in this episode. And <laughs> um, as you, they're like, we're going to have to fucking open the doors and let some smoke out. As um, you hear some rushing around um, upstairs above you. Okay, I'm going to try and, yeah, I'm going to try and use my, I'm going to try and use my flight to give me an extra strength boost. Uh, to to push the grate open. All right. Uh, make me a strength check with advantage. Go on. Straight up strength. Yeah. With advantage, you say? Yeah, you got to fly. You, you can take a flying run up. You don't have to be subtle anymore. The fucking place is smoked out. That's a dirty 20. A dirty 20. <laughs> As In you... this tour. Like a, like a fecal <laughs> missile, you just bang against a grate time and time again. And on the third attempt, it flips open as you rise up out of the ground, uh, smeared in shit. You hover over the ground. How long does fly last for? Ten minutes. Okay, you're getting dangerously close now. As uh, you rise up out of the grate, land back on your feet and look around, you see various people in the smoke. Quite hard to see, really, even for you. You see, well, you see what you see. You see uh, various crates, boxes, um, cages, hutches, posts with animals chained to them. No, no. Um, manacles on the floor. Can and, uh, yep. Sorry, can I? Uh, uh, sorry to break into to Tati's narrative, but can I stage a stage the part of my plan now? Yeah. So as you sure as you wander up, the... you see the door burst open. You can hear someone. There was actually a wooden lintel or bar across the back of it as it's lifted off, opens, and smoke starts billowing out of the. Can I add to the plan? Can more turn into an animal? I was like, maybe you could get another person in there. Like more turns into a dog, and you're like a warden. Like, and you're like, I've got a dog to take into the pound because then you can both can get in legit. I don't think I can turn, but I can speak to them. I can make them do things. You can, um, you can wild shape, can't you? You're like, you turn back into a giant spider. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. What do you want me to do? Uh, okay, uh, turn into a. Yeah, you became a big spider, didn't you? I don't know if you could do something, but something, something nice. Yeah, a dog, a dog. Turn into like a, a, a mongrel dog. I turn into one of those big Saint Bernards. Okay, you turn into a big Saint Bernard. Uh, Matt, you are dressed as a generic pound operative warden. Uh, Hanash is just Hanash. I don't know what. I'm just going to get some cream cakes for all this all goes yeah. wrong. Whilst you're going over, you walk over to the barbarian <laughs> in the corner, who's uh, introduces himself. His name is Makrami, and uh, he he sells uh, very dainty cakes. Oh, nice! As um, you 
pick up one of his little cupcakes with some fairly fecal smeared hands. I'd like to buy one uh, by two and uh, give uh, give the warden one. Uh, you know the one that uh, I've been chatting to in the courtyard mm. and like kind of kind of discuss yeah, stuff yeah. with him in the corner opposite where like everything's going on. Five five copper pieces buys you a couple of really beautifully iced buns. Uh, you try and give the warden the one with the less shit smeared on it. As you um, strike up a conversation, right, to get back to the narrative because time is rolling on. I like the picture of pandemonium, cats and dogs running everywhere, and then it cuts to Hannah's counting out his copper pieces. There's a St. Bernard dog <laughs> and a city pound warden standing outside the door as the door bursts open and billowed smoke starts running out. Um, Maud, I'm going to need you to make me a D20 check, please. Yeah, I know what that is now. I guess if a dog shits everywhere, it's kind of I can oh, I can boo. I can work that into the narrative. I'm I'm rolling terribly today. You got a five. We got a five. It's terrible. No, that's good because you're minusing the number off. Oh. Remember, you want to be rolling low. Okay, good. So as people start running past you, some of them holding like coops and hutches and things, and fair as a man holding a badger who just like runs past you as. Um, Somebody, a warden, runs past you. He's like, what are you doing? Stop standing around and help. I, I shout, Turkin! What the hell is the meaning of all this? Turkin runs out. He's got, like, red eye from all the smoke as he's, like, stumbling around holding a chicken under each arm. He's like, who the fuck are you? Nail sent me. Don't you know me? I'm I'm bringing this dog with gastrointestinal problems down to the pound. And I come <laughs> here and the place is full of smoke. Maybe a deception check with advantage. I'd like to shit on cue. <laughs> you want to force diarrhea out of I yourself. I don't need to force okay. it. Okay. Hang on. Right. Matt's going to make me a deception check with advantage. Uh, oh, I get a plus to that. I got a... I should get a plus to that. Okay, I got a three, five and a seven. So I'll take, I'll take the seven. A seven. <laughs> he looks at you. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I haven't got time to argue with you. Just get the fuck on with it. As he just, like, runs past you with, like, two chickens clucking under each thing. Maud, I need you to make me... Can you make me a straight-up constitution check? Yes. Six. Six. Uh, you just start going like a Roman candle full of shit. You just, like, backfire uh, like a fecal marine distress flare. You just start going as um, Belsiar lifts you up under one arm as you go in. You're just literally I, I hosing do it, down. I, yeah, I do it in a way that I'm like, oh, no, now look what's happening. But I'm just I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make it look like I'm trying to solve the problem, but I'm actually just making it worse. Carrying, carrying this and Bernard in, yeah. Belsiar runs in. And as you look, there's a bookshelf on the right. It's like a beam of shit just fires directly across the bookshelf and across the chest of a um, man holding a cat as they're like, nah, nah, what? As, as people are just running with animals out the other way. Tati, what are you doing? Um, can I scan around the room that I'm in to see if I can see Barbara or the uh, beehive? You make me an investigation check with disadvantage because you've smoked yourself out. But hasn't he got night goggles? Yes, one thing you know about night goggles is they're not like thermal vision. <laughs> hmm. Uh, 14. 14. You can discern a few things. You discern various hutches. You uh, look in various um, the various boxes, crates, cages. You look in them, you see nothing. Some of them have dogs in, the wrong kind of dogs. Some of them are empty. 
one of them has the prone body of a dog in it that doesn't seem to be moving or no. breathing. Uh, as you turn to look around, you hear a yelp on the other side of the room. As you go into the far um, top left-hand corner, you see a cage um, with extra thick bars on it. Um, as you make your way over, you hear an excitable yelping as you see Lady inside the cage. Is this uh, is this in the same the same room at the bottom of the map? Top left-hand corner of the map. Oh right! So past the past the like um, reception desk bit. Oh yeah, top left hand corner. Oh okay, yeah, cool. Um, That's I'll... where you came out. You're in. You came out of the grate in the top left hand. Oh, corner. I thought I came out in the bottom left. Oh okay, yeah, that's cool. No, there's no crate there. That's that's a cage. Um, you come out. Yeah, you see the cage. You see lady in there. Um, she's looking very odd. Like she's been shaved. She's got very short fur, but. Um, she is there. She's pouring away, like mewling at you, trying to get out of the cage. She's uh, clearly yeah. distressed about the smoke. Um, I'm going to. Um, can I? Can I still hear people running around in here? Yeah, there's people running around. As you look around, you see a um, warden walk in with a St. Bernard that's just like fucking hosing shit down on all walls as uh, you just see the hutches and pens just getting a kind of like fecal pebble dash. I guess not knowing immediately that that's um, Belsiar and Maud, I'm going to stealth over to, to the cage where Barbara is. Yeah, you may you just see a padlock on the cage as, as Barbara is like desperately trying to like pour and claw around the edge of the bars. Cool. She's like, which um, is the noise a cow makes. She's like, Woof. I'm gonna I'm gonna run over uh, and uh, just just give her a quick chin scritch. Give her a quick, like, stroke behind the ears. Uh, uh, you give her a quick scratch. She backs off when she smells you. She looks at you. You realize you're half covered in fecal matter. Yeah, I'm going to try and not to use the hand that is directly covered in shit. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 This, I guess she'll like, get the smell, but... Yeah. Uh, you use your clean hand, not your dirty hand, to scratch her. Mm. Um, as you see, she's slightly malnourished, very bony. Mm. Uh, her muscle mass has dropped considerably, and she's part-shaved. Um Okay. You're going to need to pick the lock. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to do that. Um so is it sleight of hand plus my proficiency for thieves tools? If you're proficient, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fuck me every time. Natural one. Natural one as you're trying to get purchase on the lock but the shit and grease in your hands just slides around. You've still got shit under your fingernails as you just can't get purchase on the lock. Can I take a look around this room for a for a key? Uh, looking around, you can't really see anything. You see various implements on the floor. You see... A, why are there two pitchforks? That's really odd. If you look on the map, there's two pitchforks. Uh, you see a hammer that's used to put the, the nails in the manacles. Okay. I'm going to grab the hammer, and I'm going to take my dagger, the non-magical one. Uh, yeah, don't use the fucking don't use, dagger. Don't use the fucking magical one. So if this goes really wrong... Um, <laughs> All right, make me make me a straight up athletics check. Ooh. Ten. Ten. You hammer her away, pounding and pounding and pounding, and after a while, you, the lock just cracks off. Um, as you see, Lady whimpering in the back of the cage as the door opens and she comes bounding out, knocks you over, and you roll around on the floor as her white coat is slowly smeared in filth and detritus. And just I uh I I just 
and just like stroke stroke her over the head a couple of times. Uh, and I'm just like, oh, I missed you. I missed you, girl. You roll around on the floor. She sees something white sticking out of your sleeve as she tugs and a piece of soiled loo roll comes out of your sleeve like a magic trick. <laughs> and she just pulls on it. I just say, maybe, I just, I, I just say, no, no I've, I've got, I've got real food somewhere. Just, just give me a minute. We've got to find the bees. Right. Uh, Hanash, what are you doing? If you talk to the, uh, warden, he's, he's like, well, there's a bit of shit, isn't it? <laughs> Thank you for the cupcake. What's a bit, what's a bit of shit, buddy? The weather. Oh yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. I'm just used to it now. Yeah, looks he looks around. He's not at all worried about the fact there's people running around with chickens and badgers. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I ask him um, if there's any way he recommends in the city to unwind. Greasy unicorn. <laughs> I've heard good things. What what is it? What isn't it? Ooh. It's uh, one of those things. There's a hatch in the wall. You ask for something, and whatever you ask for comes out of the hatch in the wall. That's all I'm saying. Wowza. Yeah. <laughs> It's uh, speakeasy. Is there a password that you need or anything, or is it just, just go asking? Well, I probably shouldn't tell you this, but you did buy me a cupcake with chocolate frosting on it. <laughs> As uh, he's like, the password is moist. <laughs> wow. I'm just going to put a, a note in my uh, in my notebook and not put any like any context around it. I'm just going to put moist and see if I remember what it is. Yeah, I just actually did the same thing. Uh, right, <laughs> panning back to 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 to, to um, Belsia holding a gem, not gem shepherd. A what was it? Um, uh, Saint Bernard. Saint Bernard. St. Bernard, finally the last of the shit comes out of the St. Bernard, a bit like uh, the end of a firework where it just fizzles out. Um, the faucet gets turned off on uh, the loose bowels of the St. Bernard. Um, as you look around and you just see, it's like modern art. Uh, it's like someone testing out a biro, but like, it's, it's a fecal Jackson Pollock, yeah. <laughs> Um, as you see Tatty rolling around on the floor with Lady. Um, can I look for... Can I, can I, I'll, I'll set more down and I'll say, go on, girl, find your bees um, in, in as patronising a way as possible. But I'm in this... I, I don't know if I'm gaming This mysterious voice that I think we heard, mm. can I go in search of that? Uh, yes, we'll leave you doing that. You make me a in, uh, investigation check, and whilst we're doing that, Maud, you make me a investigation check to see whether you can find your bees. I'll give you advantage as you're a dog with a fine nose. Does that mean I roll twice then? You can take the higher value, yeah. Oh, 16 and 21. 21. So, 21 so you look around all the way around the top room, you can't see anything, you sniff past Lady and Tatty are rolling around on the floor. You sniff the leg of the man who brought you in here. You sniff puddles of all sorts of weird stuff, and as you grope around in the darkness, you go back out the door and into the bottom room. Looking around, you snuffle around the hog roast, realising it's not a hog, but in fact a dog um, that they've been cooking up. Um, We can't leave these animals here. And in the bottom right-hand corner of the thing, you finally find a beehive. (laughs) But what about the rest of the animals? Are there any bees in this beehive? I don't know. It's so nice of them to carefully 
keep the beast in the, yeah, in the paradise. So we're just letting the beast fly away. <laughs> There, you you find a beehive. You find your beehive in the bottom right hand corner. Um, the bees haven't really been uh, that much used to us up until now. As you see, the queen bee, it's very smoky in here, and the bees are incredibly stoned through all the smoke. As you just see the queen bees, like whoa! You, you slap the queen bee and say, "You gotta get out of here." <laughs> You sound a lot like Maud, but you look a lot like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> As the bee gets giggles. Um, I just... It's, in a, it's still in a bag, isn't it? A rucksack. Yeah. yeah I just like yeah, yeah. scoop the rucksack up in my mouth and run off. So the, some Bernard whips up the bees who were just all giggling, who are like... <laughs> As uh, the dog, like, slipping and sliding on all the diarrhea like whips its way out. You go past all sorts of different animals. There's still birds in cages. Oh, this dogs, is horrible. Pythons. Um, we, as you burst back out into the air, you see Hanash um, and Aristobulus and the Kenku who are just like stealing shit off stalls because nobody's paying any attention. Um, uh, Belsia, what did you get? I rolled a twenty-one. A twenty-one. You walk around in the in the smoke, knocking things over for a while. You hear a voice saying, "Well, no one bloody gives a hell about me, do they?" Like this is embarrassing. Totally patronising. Save yourselves. Don't mind me. I'm only an endangered species. As you move through the mist and the smog and the smoke, you see a um, crow chained to a post. Oh. Is this, in the, is this in the top room where I am or in the mm-hmm. bottom room? Yeah, in the top room, yeah. Oh, okay. I say, hail, well-spoken crow. Listen, numbnuts. I'm dying in here. I'm an endangered species. Very rare. I've, I've seen a lot of crows around. <laughs> I mean, not, not talking crows, I'll give you. Yes, well, I'm a talking crow. I'm endangered. Do you know how difficult it is to get laid as a crow when you can talk? Wow. About the same as any as a non-talking crow, but I suppose that's that's beside the point. Uh, well, are you you're, you're chained up? Well, well noticed. Jesus Christ! They didn't let you into the civil service for no reason. You're going to witter on all day. Or you're going to get me the fuck out of here. I just leave him. Uh, yeah, he's not making it good. No, you can go and save some dogs. He's okay, like, um... I am a magical crow. I can talk. I can squawk. But you're not very clever can... if you're going to be that rude to the person who's trying to save you. You're not there. Well, I say, um, <laughs> can I can I turn to the crow and say, um, hey, bud, do you want do you want to get out? I would very much like to get out of here. I've been here for years. I'll go over and have a go at the lock on the. My master accidentally immolated some schoolchildren, and they locked me up here. And then uh, I don't know. Um, that's. A where's my proficiency? Can I can I hold? Oh, I'll if uh, you need it. I got a twenty-seven. Oh, you don't need it. Picking the <laughs> lock off the crow, you hear the crow stretch. He puts out his wingspan, which is a lot bigger than you'd think he is. He's like, "Much obliged." As he flaps, takes off. You realise he's quite an old crow. He's quite patchy. Various feathers fall off him as he tries to fly. He hasn't flown for about five years as he just face plants into the floor. 
face plant. Like, That's right. Yeah. I'll remember how to do that in a minute. <laughs> As you see, he picks himself up off the floor, flaps up, and just lands on um, Belsiar's head. As I himself. Say, we have a kinku. I'm sure you'll get on really well. Well, that is both racist. I get, yeah, I kind of go, right. ooh. <laughs> That's quite informative as to the state of your mind. But then again, you have a southwestern American accent. So, oops, hang on. That will definitely lose us. <laughs> as, um, you crawled from the swamps of Louisiana. Oh, sorry, fantasy Louisiana. Well, no, no, I'm, I'm still, I look down at myself and I realize I'm still a warden. And then I look at Tati and I say, oh, shit, yeah, Tati, I'm, it, it, it's me, Belsia, your friend. Cool. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna drop the actually no I'm gonna leave the fog cloud for now. Um, can I ask the crow? Yes. Um, just how do they how do they treat the animals here? Badly. Badly. All right. You want to help me? Free, I mean, you want to help me free them? Oh dear. You ordinarily know I have an IQ of four hundred, but I owe you a debt of honor. You have freed me, so I will help you. Come on then. I'd like to and go we'll, in too. We'll uh, we'll go around and and try and open up some of these cages. For the sake of storyline, whilst in all the mayhem and smoke that's getting everywhere, we're just going to say you go around and one by one as a group of people. Hanash joining you after a while, and even Aristobulus, you go around smashing the locks off all the cages, hutches, and uh, pens, and uh, the animals which are still alive. Not all of them are alive in varying degrees of health, you usher out. It turns into a flow of animals, a bit like the departure off Noah's Ark. There's just barrels, uh, barrels? There's just dogs, cats, squirrels, badgers, like a monk jack. Uh, and then as all the animals flee, a snake, you just see like a python slither out um, with various animal-sized shapes. <laughs> Down it. <laughs> I'm sure that's fine. There's just a there's just like a like a cartoon shape of like a small child that that was previously eaten by the snake inside it. It was like, probably like that before we got here. Yeah, um, and then I guess we. So both- you're you're all now standing out. It's early evening. There's animals running around in all directions. Uh, Tatty is reunited with um, Barbara. Um, Maud has been reunited with her bees there are animals running everywhere just skipping and screaming you hear the blacksmith who's afraid of mice running around Um, you see the barbarian just petting a small kitten that's licking frosting off a cream cake Um, and you um, Belsia the crow um, that's standing on top of you um, takes a wet shit that narrowly misses the side of your shoulder and hits the floor um, like like a wad of sputum. As he's like, well met, my friend, well met. My name is Cato. I think it's fireball, Cato. Well met, Cato. Thanks for not shitting on me. <laughs> I am at your service now. This is not ideal, but I owe you a debt of honor. Cool. Can you do magic? I can barely fly. I'm talking. What more do you want? <laughs> don't, look, mean, don't, don't look a gift crow in the mouth. It can, it can talk. Like, okay. We don't need to overcomplicate this. Okay. And I pull out some of the seeds I got from um, a nut bush, and I, I feed him seeds. As he just starts lapping seeds. Uh, that's a very good callback. As he just starts pecking seeds out of you, he's like, hmm, not bad. <laughs> you know what, Kato? I think we're going to be good friends. 
It's pure chaos now. Everyone's running around after animals. Maud, there are animals galore. Uh, you see kittens, dogs. This bird's going to be dead in, within three episodes. <laughs> um, Maud, you see um, a small pygmy goat come skipping out of the passageway. As it's like, meh! I, I would like to offer the pygmy goat um, some kind of... What have I got? I've got anything. I'd like to offer... Bees. Huh? I'd like to offer the Bees. pygmy goat some honey. Okay, make me an animal handling check. 24. 24. You see the pygmy goat skipping around. It goes to run off. It sees the python, gets a bit scared, skips around, dodges behind a crate. As you reach out hand, you uh, pull out a wad of honey from the hive and hold it out as the pygmy comes skipping along the floor and uh, starts lapping honey out of your hand. Uh, I'd, I'd like I'd like it to be my goat from now on. Well, it's eating honey ahead. As you turn around, a small green figure appears in the latrine door, swaying from side to side. <laughs> as Smear says, oh, this doesn't look good. And that's where we're going to pause this week's episode. <laughs> With animals flying in all directions, smoke, detritus, and tatty half covered in shit. Well done. Seems legit. Seems legit. I think that fecal fatberg might be one of my favourite things that's ever happened in D and D. Might be one of my favourite natural ones. <laughs> in my mind, I read it as fetal fecal fatberg. Mm. As long as it's not a fetal fatberg, because that would be fucking oh. grim. It's just like the giant monster from Last of Us Two, but just made of shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. Right, that's going to haunt us for the rest of all time. Once again, Rag was on distraction duty. That appears to be like... Just just chatting to a, just chatting to a guard. Just chatting to a guard whilst offering him like shit-stained cupcake. Assaulted <laughs> caramel. Right, that is all we can hope to achieve for this week. So let's leave it there. <laughs> Hey there, Pod. Just me again. Well, that was a thing that happened. Maybe go and get yourself a cold shower and scrub off all that filth. Jesus Christ, I'm fairly sure that scene with the giant fatberg in the sewers might just have eclipsed the uh, time Tatty erotically milked a cow. What do you reckon? Get yourselves in the comments and let us know. Thanks so much for swinging by again this week. We really do appreciate you tuning in for another dollop of fun-packed fantasy fuck nuggetry. Now then, assuming you've made it this far and haven't given up on us, why not smash that subscribe button and never miss out on another episode ever again? But yet, give us a five-star review on whatever podcasting platform you are on and help spread the word of our misadventures far and wide. As ever, you can find us all across the socials. We are on Twitter, at AdventureIsANO. Number one. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and at www.adventurers-anonymous.com. So, that just leaves time to say a huge goodbye from Raggy, Chris, Lewis, Matt, Chanel, and myself. Hopefully we'll see you back here next week. Happy adventuring, my friends. And remember, stay tipsy. Stay tipsy.